0: This is the Wesson Walker Show.
1: Even the crowd knows what's coming
0: next. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us for the next three hours, and you can send us your thoughts and your comments, your questions, all of the above. Garage Door Guru text line. The number is 704 Five seven zero ninety six ten. Wes has his pregame snack on hand, the Lay's potato chips. I've got the rundown in hand. We're gonna have Nada Edwards join us in studio at one o'clock to talk about the NCAA tournament, everything revolving college basketball, but we can talk about the Charlotte Hornets as well, who got the win against the Indiana Pacers, and really just some of the prospects that the Hornets are gonna be considering. We'll get to a, pl- a lot of Carolina Panthers conversation as well. Number one overall. We have so many different QBs that could be taken. Like, I feel like as we get closer to the draft, not only is Bryce Young the number one overall pick in one mock draft, C.J. Stroud is the number one overall pick in another mock draft. Now Thomas Davis is telling us to watch out for Anthony Richardson. There are so many different QBs out there that Scott Fitterer is just saying, look, hey, continue to guess. We'll let you know come NFL draft time. With all of that being said, for the first time in show history, it's a big day. We're going to get off of the bus talking baseball, especially with the knowledge that Wes was spitting yesterday at the end of the show, talking some baseball. Let's do it right now with little country opening up the doors. Let's get off the bus.
1: We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Kick it! I
0: can feel it. Wes, let me kick it to you. How much fun did you have watching the World Baseball Classic last night as the game, the entire shindig, came down between the best players in the sport, between Shohei Ohtani mm-hmm. and Mike Trout, you might call it, the all-time, the dream matchup between both of those players. <laughs> That's you, trolling. you
1: call it. Yeah, man, now, so he said dream matchup in a span of 10 minutes about four to five times. I was like, okay, we get it. First, I forgot it was on. Then I turned it on and I caught uh, both the home runs. Dipped out for a second and came back into it and watched uh, from about the top of the eighth through the rest of the game. And then so you um, caught the moment. Oh, for sure. When I got out and saw that they were going out going against each other, because I did jump in the shower real quick during the commercial break, I got out. Thanks for the play-by-play. And uh, when I saw it was tiny as child, I was like, oh, I was like, okay. And then uh, when he k would him, I was just like, man, that was a moment in time to win the World Baseball Championship. And and Otani building to his legend at this point, mm-hmm. and, and Mike Trout as well, two teammates going against each other, two best players in baseball. Uh, but the thing about Otani I love the most during this tournament, which, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched every game, but just from the highlights I saw of him and what he did yesterday was the motion because you never see that uh, during his time with the Angels, and then yesterday, he's yelling. He, he's getting hype off There's stuff, not too man. There's big games that the was, Angels are that playing. That was pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty lit, man. So that was a great uh, moment in time right there to be able to say that you were able to see. Because you don't get that in sports a lot, head-to-head of the greatest so it was it was dumb
0: so here you are talking about how you made it appointment television for yourself as soon as you remembered mm-hmm. you went in and you checked out the world baseball classic the yes. championship between japan and the u.s mm-hmm. somebody that has cloud anytime we talk about baseball as yeah. you do just in jest but then i come through and hit you with knowledge you do yeah some great knowledge just like hockey <laughs> Here I am, as someone that used to be crazy into the game, doing the nerd boy baseball reference analytics, doing the whole Zach Galifianakis with all the numbers in my face, that meme, all of that stuff, not doing that much anymore. And Fiddy currently sits in our studio decked out, and I mean decked out, in New York Mets gear. And here we are all embracing baseball because of the moment that we got last night and what was absolutely a storybook matchup. As much as you want to not hear that anymore, we can at least say it one more time here in the opening segment. (laughs) I do want to love baseball again. And it's not like I fell completely out of it. My joke about baseball is that as soon as I got into sports radio, I stopped paying attention as much because I talk about what the market dictates. And sometimes we have that power, but we don't have the power to not talk about the panthers i want to right and also the market is going to turn to somewhere where they are going to be talking about the carolina panthers hornets as well to a certain extent and it's tough when they're not playing nearly as well but we get the picture there's not a professional baseball team here in the city of charlotte and so a lot of people gravitate towards the atlanta braves but some with the reds because they were on television some with the baltimore orioles here locally it's a little bit more dispersed because of their not being a major league baseball team yeah but I found love for the game last night watching that matchup, and I know Fitty already had it, and it was just glowing all the way through. It was emphasized. Somebody that even had his star closer go out earlier in the tournament, he still was embracing the sport, and that was what was so much fun. You also
1: said it should be, what did you say, Fiddy? You said they should get rid of it, right? Should
0: they still get rid of it, Fiddy, now that we got that matchup that we did? (laughs) No, because I, I really
2: hope like, what we got last night with Otani versus Trout was Lionel Messi versus Mbappe in the World Cup final. There's a chance for baseball to really capitalize on the momentum, the viewership at an all-time high, the way that the the the, the stands were filled for vir- virtually all the matches all across the world while this was being played. Of course, when they got stateside for the semis in the final. The game of baseball won last night. And that's what, as much as I hated seeing America lose and seeing Mike Trout strike out, and the biggest at bat, for a guy that now loves the game like I did as a little kid,
0: I loved seeing baseball have its moment last night. Well, and and the problem is, I I don't think of it this way. I also hope it's not, how much further do you go up from here, right? Like, did we get the peak of a baseball moment watching Shohei Otani and Mike Trout battle between Japan and the U.S., guys that are on the same team? How much better could it get? So to use that as a launching pad to breed love of the sport, or is it that was pretty much the moment you could go to, and it's all downhill from there? I don't agree with the latter, but I'm also hoping that that stays away, and it can serve as a launching pad for more love of the sport people watching that and then tuning in hey the angels are on let's see Shohei and Mike Trout on the same team stepping up in the batter's box a couple of spaces within between each other
1: well (laughs) go ahead and go ahead and give truth to the ladder there Wes man albums come out today right they come out on Friday if they're firing from a big-time artist you might talk about it for two weeks a week something like that maybe a month if you're that big That's the society that we're in. What we call it? Microwave society where something's hot for a second and then it goes away. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this moment for baseball, we'll talk about it for a couple of days. But once the season starts, like I said... It's not going to draw in the novice fan. Uh, I don't think that moment did much as far if as that the If that doesn't, then nothing will, though, right? Like, I'm not saying you're right or wrong,
0: but if that doesn't, then absolutely nothing well, will. Well, they have
1: to hit some of the other things that, I've, that that people have talked about over the years as far as uh, marketing their, their stars more. Guys need sneaker deals, making some of the changes to make the game, you know, a little bit, move a little bit quicker. No, they don't. They, they need some things to get into to pop culture more because that's the thing. Baseball doesn't enter that space. People are not checking for baseball highlights on a nightly basis like you do House of Highlights and uh, different stuff like that, man. Like it's, Or people might catch a highlight if it's crazy like that, but nobody's, unless you're just a hardcore baseball fan, nobody's tuning in like that to watch regular season baseball, especially at the beginning and the middle of the year. not enough, right?
0: Not enough people, and that's why they're experimenting with some different rules that will either become permanent or might not become permanent. But last night truly was a moment. If we just want to embrace the moment of baseball, that was awesome to see. And by the way, Shohei, if we just want to break down the game here for a few seconds, what Shohei did during that Mike Trout at bat was absolutely disgusting. Triple digs right down the pipe, and Mike Trout just not catching up with it. Low and away, 100. By the way, Mike Trout, one of those pitches pretty decent enough job to lay off of it. Mike Trout will strike out. He's gotten better over the years, but that's like one of the only weaknesses, maybe the only weakness in his game, is that he has been prone to strike out in his career. But then when you're talking about Shohei Otani, 100, 100, you know, something a little Oh, you know his adrenaline was on a thousand. But then to, to then hit you with a perfectly placed slider that went from 100 to then 87 on that slider... I mean, just a masterful approach from Shohei Otani going against the best baseball player in the entire game. And it led to a call that you were excited about, that you put into the DM chain with us on Twitter. Here is the call that you might not be able to understand. There's nothing more exciting than a winning call for a team that you're pulling for by the people as well that are pulling for that team. As yeah. much as we are supposed to keep it all objective, even when we are all obviously pulling for the U.S. to win and we are pulling for Mike Trout to pull something off, it's still astonishing to see what Shohei did. And it's also cool to see somebody pulling for Shohei in that moment and then also having the call for all of us to hear.
1: Now, see, this is the thing that I'm talking about. When you have a guy like Otani, that's something we haven't seen in the Forever, and might not see again. You have to market him to the masses. That's the thing. Now, he doesn't speak the language like that. Uh, But as far as, like, you know, sneaker deals, putting him in commercials with other athletes from other sports that are big time, like, making him a part of mainstream culture, that's the stuff that baseball is lacking at to make it more where people are going to want to tune in and watch this guy. Most people, we could walk through this building and ask 10, 15 people, do they know who he is? They don't. But it's like back in the day, you could ask 10 or 15 people if they knew King Griffey Jr. If they didn't watch him play, they knew the commercials. They knew the run. Uh, what was the one where, where he was trying to catch the ball everywhere around the world? Like dope commercials. This
0: might be one of those I'm older
1: than you moments on the show because well, I remember like the commercials. A, well, it was a <laughs> Nike commercial where they hit the ball out and Griffey was going to all these places that I got it at. One of the most iconic Nike commercials ever. He goes out in the Times Square. He goes into the grass fields out in the country all that type of stuff man that's the type of stuff that had me as a kid when the Mariners played tuning in to see Griffey's at bats and that's the thing and and it made Griffey a, a big uh star especially like you know in the urban community and stuff like that so that's well, what baseball like Mike
0: Trout is gonna be necessarily, you know, appealing to the urban community as much as Ken Griffey Jr. No, who came I, in no, and broke I, the game I understand with the hat. That, but
1: baseball also had other guys like Hideo Nomo had Nikes back in the day. Like there were a lot of people that baseball marketed that were in kind of mainstream culture. That people like that even if you weren't a huge baseball fan, you still would tune in every now and again and watch these guys play. Baseball needs to take their biggest stars and market them even more towards the masses to get more eyes on their sport as well. Because we see it in in, any other sport baseball basketball, football. When there's phenomenal players, we can't see them enough. They're on award shows. They're on commercials. They have shoes. They're endorsing McDonald's, Gatorade, all that type of stuff. That's the type of stuff you're going to have to do if you really want to get people into the baseball.
0: Sam by the Lake is your age, by the way. Griffey in 96 was a big Nike campaign. I know the campaign a little Dude. bit. I do not remember watching the commercials, no, I though, as I was still classic, three years old. Man. Yeah, 100%. No, Ken Griffey, of course, everybody is going to resonate with Ken Griffey. Here's the thing I did want to ask the text uh, line before we move on to the next segment, though. What are some of the other best head-to-head matchups of all time? It doesn't have to be just in moments. It doesn't have to be just in one in particular game, but who are some of the other players that you can go back to and say, okay, that was among the best matchups that we've ever seen. Whether you get the ground, uh, whether you get the ball rolling on, like, Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russell, which was also before all of our time, even Euro West. But Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> and Bill Russell, could you go to a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, what are some of those moments? We'll get to that on the other side of the break. It's Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7, WFNZ. WFNZ. <laughs> Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And he was excited about some of the new music he was about to put into the system. Is this one of the new songs that you put in there? It's one of like eight I'm importing as we speak. So yeah, you seem you seem busy over there, continuing to import some of the music. What is this song that you imported? And is this something that you used to? ride to school like how old is this song God, this was you?
2: what mid like 2007 to 2008 airplanes oh okay yeah yeah.
0: yeah 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 i couldn't hear it really sometimes the instrumentals like for some of the music that i wasn't listening to as much but they were hits i need the lyrics sometimes but absolutely i know that song i'm if not you, gonna sing it for you i would love i was doing too.
2: it yesterday that would fly on in the studio as i was pulling the music
0: how did it sound when you sang it for him I don't want to waste more air. Willie P will get mad at us. All right, that's fine. If you want to text us, you can do so on the Garage Door Guru text line oh. by texting 704-570-9610. So I ask you guys to bring in some of the best head-to-head matchups of all time, and we got some good ones. Jay bo wrote in, Bird Magic Rivalry, save the NBA. That's a great one. And even if you want to go to the game, the 1979 NCAA Tournament Championship between both of those, that was an awesome Heads to head matchup coming out of college and then existing in the NBA between the two biggest rivals in the sport at that time between the Lakers and the Boston Celtics. Hard to beat that one. Nine eight zero number wrote in Nolan Ryan versus Robin Ventura. Now, what nine eight zero has just done is open up an entirely different can of worms where we could talk about the biggest sports fights of all time mm. because that one is fantastic. Nolan Ryan gets Ventura in the headlock. Bang! 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 Right to the face. That was <laughs> that was a great head-to-head matchup. And then we got two. I See, I was not even thinking about this, but two people wrote in. Simon says had Odell Beckham Jr. versus Josh Norman was one of the most memorable one-time head-to-head matchups. Yeah, and that said, was dope. No pun intended. Great job by you, Simon says. But yes, that one was an excellent that was one. Lit. Beckham had the touchdown catch. Josh Norman and Odell Beckham Jr. also going at it. Where they fought all game all, from the beginning to the end. Lots of talking. That is a fantastic one if we just want to keep it local. Both yeah. of those guys, and that's where we got the infamous GIF, or the famous GIF, I should say, of Cam Newton looking at the clock and saying, All right, it's time, and then he would lead the Panthers to a game winning drive. Buck Nation said Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Great ninety eight home run battle. Yeah. Did you care at all about that? The ninety eight yeah. home run battle? Mm-hmm. Well, I just didn't know how much you were into baseball then.
1: <laughs> no, man, I I, uh, I enjoyed the big moments, like stuff like that, man. Home run chase or no hitters, different mm-hmm. things like that. Like those are those are dope.
0: Uh, Federer, Nadal, also like Agassi, not Sampras. Into yeah, Agassi, not into Agassi,
1: Sampras. So that's what you're for sure. sure. OK, OK. So now even though my boy got dealt with pretty much every yeah. time, he could not beat Pete Sampras, man. I think Pete Sampras is one of the most underrated tennis players ever. Well, the thing is, you just had Federer was come
0: in. so good. Federer came in on the heels of Sampras oh. and then
1: just dominated the sport. I mean, and then
0: I- after that— the two other greatest of all time, and Rafael Nadal and Novak Djokovic came in. So it's like, sorry, Sampras, you had your time at the top of the mountain. And you never for like see Pete Sampras
1: at all anywhere. But yeah, man, he used to get my boy Agassi to work every time. Why does everybody loves Agassi? He was the. This is was, what I'm talking I know, about. I love he Agassi He was a too. part of mainstream culture. He had the Nike sneakers, he had the the apparel line, he had the hair, he had the commercials, like I mean, he had commercials for I think he had the, the mind of Minolta joints from the camera to I mean, he had everything and in the swag with the hair and the headband. I was about man. to say
0: there's no question the better Andre Agassi is head with the hair with the headband instead of bald Andre Agassi.
1: Then he had the colorful Nike uh apparel line that he had with the with the kicks, they retroed the kicks uh not too long. Who ago. do you
0: think is going to do it better? Andre Agassi bald or Josh Fiddy Marlowe bald? Who do you think <laughs> if we give him the loud Nike apparel and Who he is goes Who's uh,
1: Andre Agassi Did And he made the Steffi Gra no, no, no. He's made the Steffi Graf if I'm not mistaken. Can't
0: tell you. I can't tell you. My my knowledge stops there. You, you don't, don't know like who Steffi angry. Graf is? No, I know no, who Steffi. Steffi. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're still, I
1: think they're still married. Yeah, you, act, you acted like that was the uh, yeah, worst. Yeah, no, I'm gonna ever give said. it to Andre
0: Agassi, man. Okay, Andre Agassi instead of Josh Fitty Marlow. Very good. I was well, gonna by say.
1: going to you, Wes. Don't you ever go bald? Well, I mean, he just you know he he listens though. I'm, I'm sure Andre Agassi, you know, if you he's a clean shaven bald man because he,
2: he can't grow a beard like me, kind of like you can't.
1: I could. Well, I don't did, know why did you, you keep Did you insult
0: me? In the tra- did you transition your hate from Wes <laughs> to me in mid-take there?
1: <laughs> what, what did I do? Y'all, I, y- y'all all caught straight. No, we, we really did. I all think right. Agassi could do face because back in the day, yeah, he could. he could. He's got pictures with the with the uh, beard and the, and the goatee and all that.
0: Alright, so we've got a lot of people, too. As soon as I brought it to the best sports fights of all time, a lot of people started writing that in, so we can get to that in just a moment. Uh, but first, let's go with uh, Melkite Having a mock draft today. So, mock draft, what we've seen from him when he released that on ESPN. Do we want to play the sounder? Here we can play the sounder. Go ahead, Fitty, if you got the mic, uh got the mock draft melee. Mel Kuiper Jr.'s first mock draft of the season. With the first, second, third pick in the
1: NFL draft. Here comes the commissioner.
0: All right, not quite a melee. We all saw it coming. I told you the attack was coming, but we can still talk about the mock draft released by Mel Kuyper as soon as he does this. I don't even know what number we're on anymore. I think we're at 4.0. Maybe it's 3.0. I get lost. As soon as we start implementing decimals, as soon as we start doing that, I get completely lost. All I know is that he has the Panthers taking C.J. Stroud with the number one overall selection, relevant even more so today, Wes, because C.J. Stroud is currently holding his pro day right now mm-hmm. as we speak. Joe Person, he just tweeted out that C.J. Stroud not going to be participating in the 40-yard dash, and so that's something we expected. You're still not seeing him participate there. We'll try to keep you updated. Everything happening with the C.J. Stroud Pro Day. If he's the number one overall pick, you and I are both going Bryce Young if we were Scott Fitterer and we had full authority on uh-huh. who they were going to take. But we do not. But just how happy would you be if C.J. Stroud was indeed that selection, even if you don't get your guy in Bryce Young?
1: I think he's a good selection election, too. Like I said, he seems to me with his demeanor, he's got the demeanor you want for a quarterback. Never too high, never too low. Words I live by. uh, You know, he's a guy that strikes me as being a professional from day one. He's going to come into the building. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to study. He's going to do all the cliches uh, that you want to see, and he prides himself as a a ball placement specialist. And I think that's a telling fact that he prides that about himself, because that tells me that he gets into the details of the game. He wants to make the perfect throw. Uh, He's not just worried about, oh, I have a big arm, and I'm not taking any shots at any other quarterbacks with being like, oh, I got a big old arm, and I'm going to show you how I can throw it. Like, he knows the name of the game is accuracy. Get the ball to my playmakers. That's why at Ohio State, you know, people would knock him and be like, oh, you know, he doesn't run, or he's not that athletic or whatever the case may be, but C.J. Stroud's like, why do I need to? And why does he need to? With the weapons that he had, the offensive line that he had, the running game that he had, just get the ball to your playmakers, man. You'll be good to go. I mean, hell, the the receiving core he's thrown to at his pro day is off the chain. He's got Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. I mean, don't you think the scouts are going to be salivating over him as they watch him work out, especially the Panthers? They got they, they might feel a little sick, though, when – um. You talk about the fact that they don't have a first-round pick next year. <laughs> and they're going to watch Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, fast. They're like, man, we'd love to go get him for you next year. Well, I mean, the good news is that he's uh, going top five. He's a little
0: Jamar Chasey in that regard, yeah, right? Yeah, he's going like, top, top And we'll, we'll see what happens as far as the hype goes. But Jamar Chase was kind of talked about as being generational and then immediately is awesome, his rookie season. And then that still held true his second year in the NFL. I was listening to Dan Orlovsky talk about this with CJ Stroud. He was on the Pat McAfee Show, and he was just sharing some of the notes. Did you see this, Fitty? Why are you laughing? Is there something that he talked about that you thought was funny on oh, there?
2: Oh, I've got some audio. I'm going to play in a flash about okay. what he talked about in the past
0: you show. Oh, great tease! That's what I love from you, Fiddy. Excellent job. Great teaser. Yes, I am. hundred percent. Yes, you are always a tease. But he was talking about the notes. I don't know that- about that. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: are you trying to say, Wes? I tease you all the time in the fishbowl. No, no, Come no. On,
1: no I don't. I am just saying with with the ladies. I don't. I don't know that you have the room to, to tease. I think you're going to take full advantage if you have the opportunity. I don't think there's any don't teasing like with this, with you this guy. i got to
0: be honest with you. Don't like No, I'm going. leaving it
1: right there. Perfect. Mic drop. <laughs> Hard stop. Okay. Done so.
0: Yeah, we are. We are at the warning sign saying there's a cliff. One more feet if you keep driving. <laughs> so uh, one more foot, I should say. Let's go to the comments, though, from Dan Orlovsky talking about C.J. Stroud. See, a lot of the storyline is that C.J. Stroud did it in one game against Georgia, where the the, the tape is good, but it was exceptional against Georgia. We can go to the Rose Bowl the previous year where he threw for like 570 yards. Oh, something yeah. absolutely ridiculous. But Dan also talked about his tape against Penn State and how good that is. That he had that as among the best film sessions on C.J. Stroud. Maybe even rivaling what, uh, rivaling what he did against the Georgia Bulldogs in the postseason. And so I think that's what's interesting here, right? It's the fact that you see C.J. Stroud only be talked about in the vein of him having a great game against Georgia, but there are other games we can go to. So I'd be fine with it, man. If that's their guy, if that's who the Carolina Panthers want to take number one, I'm good with that. I I still have Bryce young given the lack of receivers still making it work. You know, CJ Stroud had open players to throw to, He had the better offensive line, even, with Ohio State. This is what Dan was talking about. Bryce Young was not throwing to open receivers all the time, right? Like, he did have to run away from pressure maybe a little bit more so. And so what he said about Stroud is, if you're Carolina and you think you can block for that guy, then you're going to get a really good QB. My thing is it might not be the best offensive line in the next 2 years. You have injuries that can come unraveling with this thing, right? I would rather have to have or I would rather have the baked-in insurance policy mm-hmm. with Bryce Young who might be able to make things shake soon, even if the offensive line isn't performing all that well. But still, there are plenty of ways to see how Stroud could be that guy that makes it all go around as the first overall pick.
1: Yeah, and I mean you talk about that and A lot has been made. His completion percentage under pressure was 40.6%. That was 124th nationally, according to PFF. And so he had a midseason streak of four games with an interception uh, last season. But, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks aren't going to look quite the same uh, when they throw the ball under pressure. But one thing that will help him is he does have a quick release, and I think he processes quickly because – Uh, Of the top 20 passes in terms of deep passing completion percentage, he is one of eight to get the ball out. On average, under three seconds, his time to throw on such passes is 2.89 seconds. And he improved upon that. From the previous year, he was six hundreds of a second faster uh, than he had the previous season. So he's going to get that ball out of there. And plus, that also means that he's processing what he's seeing at the line quickly to be able uh, to get that ball out. That's what I like about Stroud. And that's what that's what I think I know about him Mm -hmm. is that he's a very cerebral quarterback uh, where They're going to give him the looks and things that he's going to see at the line of scrimmage. He's going to come up. He's going to process it. Sure, he's a rookie. Sure, there's times he's going to get confused. Sure, there's times... The defense is going to win, no doubt about it. But I think more times than not, this is the guy that's going to drop back, be able to process, figure out this is what they're running. I'm going here with the football and make the right decision.
0: Five for twelve. By the way, big shout to a five dog. Seven years ago, he passed. If you are a tribe called Quest fan, so you want five the for
1: short. Black Eskimo, come see me in my igloo. Yeah, there's plenty. Oh, we
0: could. Let's. I was let's, on the track with Shaq. Let's go five lines all day long. I'm sure uh, the people, the tribe fans, would appreciate it. Five for twelve rode in. Get Stroud and Jackson Smith Najigba the Jigba and let's go. Wolfpack James <laughs> said, let's take CJ this year and then trade 25 first round picks and next year second and then go get his guy, Marvin Harrison Jr. I might do it. I might do it if it's for Marvin Harrison Jr. and pairing him for that with might not CJ. be a bad idea. <laughs> trade twenty-five first, yeah. Trade trade all of your picks, a hundred percent, to go get that guy. You still need a receiver that you feel great about for the future, and we'll see if you can address that either at thirty-nine or if you
1: trade for him because Sam Monson had a good. And just turn it to the Carolina Rams trading the draft picks and signing free agents and the, just go get the guy. I don't know. To run.
0: I don't know if Scott Fitterer could ever utter those words with how he operates though. <laughs> he likes picks and I know he just traded him to go up to get his number one guy, but we've seen Scott Fitterer trade back. It keeps your money, before. right? Yeah, no, he does. And he talked about the 39th overall selection, being a real hang up in negotiations between DJ Moore and a possible first round pick but then we saw the report I'm going to get to that I'm teasing a lot of these these oh, that's topics going to be good yeah that's be really so good. so well, <laughs> I think there's going to be loud noises for that one <laughs> <laughs> because what the reports were that apparently Ryan Pohl said you include one of these three players being Brian Burns, JC Horn or DJ Moore and I'll call it in right now yeah and eventually DJ Moore was the guy, and so we can talk about that a little bit later on. You teased it, Fitty. What you got for us with this first Fitty Flash of the day? I'm excited, more so than usual for the Fitty Flash.
2: Wow. Well, Are you, you saying you're not, you're not usually excited to hear what I got see, to say? See, of
0: course, you're going to hear this the way you want to. You you teased it well, and so I'm excited about it.
2: All right, so remember last last week Dan Orlovsky was on some program talking about how he doesn't uh, – wash his bath towel after like 25 30 washes well of course this was brought up on the pat mcafee show and not only did he double down on that but something else he let out that he probably shouldn't let out on the air
0: i don't know they're saying this somebody just fell in your toilet shut your toilet blew up your toilet something just happened
2: no my wife wa- it's my wife upstairs just uh i think shutting the dryer so no no
0: up there. Woo. Her, her name's Tiffany, but yeah, <laughs> big, big T though. You yeah. call it Tara for short. Yeah, absolutely. My wife won't poop in the, when I'm in the house. If I'm in the house, my wife will not go to the bathroom. The whole house. <laughs> it's hey please tell mrs orlovsky i'm a big fan i apologize for calling her the wrong name and also Yo, babe pat called you terrible that's not true that's not true i, I mean my mom said that my brain was thinking mrs orlovsky so I'll, I'll tell her i apologize i'm a massive fan hold on my wife's gonna be pissed i did that too she's a massive fan of your wife obviously in this whole thing but the whole house? Is there like an outhouse out there? I mean, what, what happens? Is that why you were at ESPN? Yeah. That's why I was at ESPN 13 hours a day. Okay. It makes sense, sense. now. Uh, I mean, that's miserable.
2: Y'all both have significant others. Do, there's, there's, do they not go to the bathroom with y'all at home either?
0: If my girlfriend knew that I was about to talk about her bowel movements on the air. I'm sure she would be not too happy with me. And I'm not gonna talk about it, but I will tell you this there is not a problem with me being in the house and her having to use the bathroom. She's not gonna go somewhere. She doesn't have to wait well, for me to go it. to work. But well I'm saying yes. I'm I'm saying that that she will use the bathroom okay. if I'm home. Gotcha. It's about as much detail as I'm gonna go in, unless you wanted to, by all means. The no, mic I'm is good. yours, Wes. I'm good. What does she do? Talk about your girlfriend's bowel movements. I don't Let's know talk what she that. does. Okay, perfect. That'll do it here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just has to quit talking, right? That's like at some, be some point, someone's got to shut him up.
0: Well, and He's going to pl- get divorced. Well, and plus the towel thing, like
1: 25, 30 times. You are absolutely drying off If you read dish. a science report? I, I read that about how many germs your towel holds, and think you go that many walks without washing it oh that
0: means like you're you're basically going like 10 times a year I mean, if it's, yeah, 30 days and I'm not going to, I'm going to say based off what he said before that he's not going to be real strict about it at the 30 day mark, he's going to wash his towel. So you're talking about maybe single digit amount of times he's washing his towel as the year goes on. That's the first 50 flash. It was a doozy. We have a couple more segments to go before we got one more before we get to Nada who joins us in studio to talk about the NCAA tournament. But some Carolina news just hit before we hopped on the mic. We have another Tar Hill tar heel excuse me entering the transfer portal who was it we'll get to him next sports radio 92 7 wfnc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you
1: Show returns on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Welcome back. Hit us up on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. Give us your thoughts today. We're talking about greatest sports rivalries after Otani and Mike Trout. Hit up those WFNZ socials, uh, the social for WFNZ Twitter, and the Weston Walker Show and WFNC on Instagram. we put out a nice reel today for you talking about Cam Newton's workout at Auburn. Yesterday, 28 of 34, he went, and from a lot of accounts, they said he looked pretty good, but we'll get into that a little bit later, but go check out what we have to say. That'll give you an appetizer of sorts. But now, it is time to go to the campus. Kona. Oh, man. Tough times in Chapel Hill. Puff Johnson has now been the latest Tar Heel to say bon voyage to the program. 27 games last season, he averaged four points and almost three rebounds. Took, an, took more of an expanded role off the bench this season. His minutes increased to almost 16 minutes per contest. But listen, with four transfers, maybe more going out the door still waiting to hear back from the big three on what they are going to do man how big of a loss is this to lose puff johnson with everything else that is going on it's certainly the biggest
0: loss that they've had so far because you've had four now tar heels enter the transfer portal don styles Got some Heels fans a little worried. But Puff Johnson, that's the one everybody's reacting a little bit more to. Everybody loves Puff. Everybody wanted him to play even more than Pete Nance. And Hubert Davis didn't really do it. I know he struggled with some injuries this season. But everybody loves Puff for giving everything he did in the championship game. This guy, my lasting image of him is going to be throwing up on the floor playing against Kansas in the national championship game. You don't see that every single day watching a college basketball contest, but this one's tough, man. And I'm really interested to see just how many players Carolina is going to lose in the transfer portal. You have four now. Caleb Love hasn't entered yet. I mean, is there a chance this guy returns after everybody wanted him to leave? I Just look, it hasn't happened yet with Caleb Love, so we'll see. But it's very interesting times, to say the least, in chat.
1: And also, Bacot and R.J. Davis, are they looking at what's going on? Do they want to come back to this? Because he's going to have to basically build a roster from scratch, like the people that Bojangles making the biscuits from scratch, man. They're going to have to make them from scratch. So, Fiddy, what do you think about what's going on with your beloved family in Chapel Hill?
2: Uh, right now, you've got the one thing you don't want to have. You've got a coaching issue, and you've got a player issue.
0: In what way with coaching? Just that he didn't get his team to the tournament? like, Or what, what, what way is it coaching specifically? Uh, he's
2: been a head coach for two years and never figured out a, uh, an actual rotation to roll with, and it worked the first year because you had a guy shoot 45% from three over the last 18 games. You lose that guy, you couldn't replace him. But you also have guys that I also don't think have bought into the roles, bought into the message the thing about puff guys are on here calling him soft and he's a bum and all that
0: i'm surprised honestly like Like, that
2: he's the one guy that sacrifices his body on a consistent basis as much as i love armando baycott rj davis and those guys are they throwing up because they're they're trying too damn hard to win games no and so like i get he struggled shooting the ball but he was also playing with guys that didn't want to give him the ball. So every time he shot the ball, he was thinking instead of shooting, you've lost an entire position group in three
0: weeks. Well, and I'm not even trying to glorify the throw-up thing, even though it was crazy, and I kind of just did. But we can go to other instances where that dude is playing hard. I out of all the players we could call soft on that roster, like Puff was not one of them that I would look at and say, "Okay, yeah, he needs to play harder" or anything like that. And I'm surprised kind of to see some of the uh, some of the reactions here on the text line.
1: I want to present something here to the to the listeners, to Fitty, to everybody. Everybody talked about how Roy Williams may have seen this day coming. And we talked about in the fishbowl. I said, "I'm wondering if Carolina's giving out the bag." I wonder if that also playing into this. Did Roy Williams kind of foresee this coming with the way Carolina moves? Fiddy coming through saying that, you know, it should be enough to play for a prestigious university. They shouldn't need money. But we're in a new era of kid where their loyalty is to the dollar. Their loyalty is to where they have the cachet where you have Duke that has all these NBA guys is telling you, hey, you know, this is the brotherhood. This is this and that. And they're, they, you know, They're part of the culture, so to speak. I'm sure Duke's giving out the bag to get some of the kids, to get the kids that they're getting. So is this something that Roy Williams foresaw as far as just what was coming and does Carolina kind of have to change up the way that they're running their program? Are they going to have to get in on the one and done train? Are they going to have to start really uh, giving out those bags if they want to compete?
0: I mean, as far as the money goes, I don't know how much they're, I don't know what the NIL situation is. I mean, Armando's
1: getting money. We know this. Well, yeah, I guess my question is how many
0: many schools are, are paying top dollar for the Puff Johnson level player. And the other guys that have entered the portal already did not get much playing time. I don't know if we're getting this kind of reaction for Puff Johnson, who was the best bench player that they had on the roster, mm-hmm. how much is there going to be a positive reaction for a Tyler Nickel who entered the transfer portal? Yeah, great score in Virginia at high school basketball, but didn't provide a whole lot this season. You're talking about Justin McCoy. Is Justin McCoy going to Duke? To get paid? Is Buff is Puff Johnson going to N C State and getting top dollar? Is he going anywhere else to get the bag I mean maybe is, not so to top
1: speak? dollar, but maybe let's just say, you know, they're in Carolina and they're not really getting any money at all. We know that that's the name of the game with these coaches today. They're going into the transport and saying, Hey, you know, I might have it might not even be a ton, but they might say, Hey, I got 15, 20 grand for you I, over I, here to come here. I mean I guess I guess my point is we can only go that's
0: that's like all speculation. And it's for Puff Johnson. So, if we're talking. I'm saying in general, the Carolina program in general. Well, right, but we're talking about Puff Johnson leaving, right? Right. We're talking about him getting the bag, so to speak, Mm -hmm. where Armando, Caleb Love, RJ Davis, those guys being the top players for the team, and Mm -hmm. even with the joke being about Caleb Love, still one of the top players after what he did last year, you could see those guys getting money. Is Puff Johnson really going to a school that is saying, hey, come over here and we'll give you a lot of money? And if that's the case, it ain't from schools like North Carolina that are giving you so much more money, right? Like, I I just – it's hard for me to try to evaluate that situation more so because there's just nothing to go off of. We're just kind of asking it and then bringing it out of thin air.
1: I mean, this is interesting to me that kids – Leaving a school like this with the basketball tradition that UNC has, it's got to be something pretty real quick before we get out of here. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, if that's the case, then you're recruiting the wrong type of kid, and that's something that's got to be that's got to be evaluated. And I think the thing is, when you look at this core, I think it's safe to say that for the most part, Roy Williams missed on them. That's why they're going to have as complex a legacy to define as any in the history of the program because you don't you shouldn't have to pay people to come play here and i and i and i believe in my heart of heart that if you take care of that program, that program will take care of you in ways off the court like no, like nothing else in this world can.
0: Well, I mean, okay, the, the fact of the reality is the fact that every school is going to pay these guys, but the also, the other fact here is that it's not just North Carolina as a blue blood losing these guys, like Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Brendan Marsh was talking about this as well. They're all losing transfer members right now, mm-hmm. and so that's just the name of the game. This is what college sports is, and so I don't know if I look at this as an indictment on North Carolina specifically, we can raise an eyebrow at it like it's it's still going to be very interesting what the tar heels do but we can also go over here to the fact that this is college basketball the transfer portal it rains heavy on the sport and you gotta figure out how to navigate that if you want to be a winning program
1: yeah no doubt about it when we come back nada edwards will join us in studio i i on college basketball podcast Producer, we're gonna be talking a little bit of everything. This is the Weston Walker show on sports radio ninety-two seven WFNZ.